This is Catching Waves, a podcast that started as a casual conversation between three brothers on a hike through Muir Woods that evolved into a continuous exploration of philosophy, brotherhood, and life. We welcome you to join us as we question, experiment, document, and grow, but claim no responsibility if you are injured or killed while following along at home. Listener discretion advised. Catching Waves, episode 148, 9? Are we on 50 now? I don't know. We've done a few of these, and our attention is waning, which is exactly why the topic of this episode is attention to attention. What are we placing our attention on? This recently came to me that this is the most important currency that is in this world. It's not money, it's not time, it's attention. Whatever we focus our minds on, we create more of. And so if we are the kind of person that places a lot of focus on things that we do not like, we get more of that. And the converse is absolutely true as well. So. We are going to focus our minds on what we are paying attention to and hopefully redirect as needed. So without further ado, let's get this episode rolling. Over the last couple of weeks, uh, what's been thinking about attention? What is, what's come up for you? What, what has grabbed your attention? What have you knowingly put your attention on? What have you learned? I think the broad stroke on kind of the meta analysis of attention is it really is. It's one of the primary, it's one of the only things you really can control. I think as far as mastery, the only, the only thing that you can, you know, kind of going back to control when we were talking about that episode, it's really about self-control. It's the only thing you can fully control. Same thing. It's really attention is one of the primary parts of that recipe. And it's funny because right now, especially with, you know, myself, I work in the media and at a production company, everything we do is to grab your attention. And it's all about flashy, snappy, fast kind of things. Hey, look here, look here, look here. And everyone is doing that. And there's no, I mean, there's just content everywhere. So of course our attention is fractured and awful. And I think that pinpointing that, I just feel lucky that it's something that we talk about because putting attention on that really helps to pump the brakes and kind of not be reactionary in the world and to try to be a little more thoughtful more often. And everything's still, you know, coming at you fast. So it's really easy to get behind the eight ball. But I think that slowing down at the start of your day and kind of getting that right and putting your attention on being proactive and, and trying to make decisions and go forward without just reacting to what comes your way. It's really, really been a good thing. And I I feel lucky because I usually start my day with a, a workout and a decent drive to work. So it's kind of an easy time to kind of get into that, that zone. And I have a little bit of space if there's not bad traffic to kind of calmly get into where I need to be. And my days have been really good because of that. And I think it, it it completely is slowing down and not letting my attention get diverted 
by an outside kind of thing. I'm choosing where I want to put my attention. And it's something that I really want to get better at because I do feel like when I put my attention in places that I would like to invest my, my time and my attention, good things happen. Often when bad things happen, they don't hit the same way because I'm aware of how, how many good things are going for me and how things are working out the way that I would like in my life. And then if things come that are different, it's either a learning experience or maybe I don't have it all figured out. Maybe there's things that are better working, but I didn't choose it off the, the grocery aisle of this is what I want for my life or in my life. And everything's just kind of in a better place. I just feel like I'm kind of rolling with things better. So that's, that's been kind of the overall. Um, and I'm curious to hear kind of what you think too. And then I'll, I'll kind of start throwing out some of the things that I was putting my attention on. But I'm curious, how about yourself? How do you feel this has affected how you look at attention itself? Um, definitely, it just seems like, well, I mean, to agree with you, to start with, attention has been on my mind ever since uh, at least the control episode. It. I mean, you say it's it's one of those things that we could potentially have control over, and yet I've seen a lot of times, like I I know I have that same feeling, and yet it's frustrating because I've seen how often I feel like I don't have control over it. Mm-hmm. I feel myself already five minutes sucked into a world uh, a, a reactionary kind of whirlwind going oh crap something already grabbed my attention and I wasn't quick enough to see that I I may not have chosen to to get to this point in the thought process regarding whatever I was attending to like it seemed to grab me um so it definitely feels like it's it's not a small topic it's not a small thing whatever it is and it, it definitely attention itself deserves our attention um I've, I've had that same feeling myself. I've heard other people talk about it um, as far as waking up in the morning and kind of having, uh, not being, taking a little time for yourself to not just simply go on and say, okay, what's going on? Mm-hmm. What's going on in the world? And get possibly sucked into this or that. It It's a little bit more helpful, especially when waking up, to kind of have, like you said, you have a workout, you have a, a nice drive to work. Um, you have the opportunity to have a little bit more space for yourself and maybe have a, a chance to choose mm-hmm. <laughs> what you're going to attend to. Um, I, I've done a little bit of that and I've, I've failed at that quite a bit. Um, I was on a good roll there for a while, just simply, uh, finding certain, um, I was doing intermittent fasting and getting used to that, and that was helpful in the mornings, but I was also kind of finding other things to uh, to be abstinent from, and one of that was, uh, one of those things was information, just simply not clicking on the news mm-hmm. in the, you know, at, at any point during the day, but I started finding a lot of the little things that would, that were 
kind of it was like an appetite food was an appetite sex is an appetite um and daddy's hungry and daddy's hungry yeah everybody's hungry um but also information feels that way oh, it's like 100 percent. when when i'm bored it's like i've got this little um this little conniving little thing that just wants to keep it's uh it's almost like an air traffic controller that's just going okay food sex uh some type of drive it's it's just trying to get manage your uh, um all your drives all your appetites i just i just wish that we could get through one podcast without you throwing in my face how you eat as much as you get laid you know (laughs) (laughs) you don't um no, I, I agree. I I think that it's isn't that weird? Isn't that weird that that we're never bored, but that we're we go looking at just random information to fill our time? Yeah. Like when you were a kid, you'd be you'd be looking to play or something. Yeah. Never really thought about that. Well, I I I even remember like I I hate demonizing the internet. It's so easy to do. Mm-hmm. Or simply demonizing the information age, which we're obviously in. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it just seems like the uh, like a very reactionary, very cliche thing that almost everyone can agree with, and yet we're not going to get rid. We're we're not going back. There is no going back. Um, in the last twenty years, which seems in in some respects to be just overnight. And yet, like the last 20 years, there's been a massive amount of change. Mm-hmm. I know there was a lot pulling on our attention 20 years ago, but then now it just feels like, oh, God. Um, I, f- I feel for everybody. And yet it just seems like if you're going to do – if even – you talk about what you're doing cultivating trying you know your the mo is how do we get people to attend to what we're we're selling what we're producing mm-hmm. and it's very easy to point out somebody else that's using these tricks to get you to look and then if you if you want to uh, compete with that or if you want to take some of that attention away you got to kind of do some similar tricks of course and I think as an individual, I just want to back up and I don't even mind looking at some of those things, those guilty pleasures and on the news or or whatever's going on. But as long as I'm doing it with attention, as long as I'm doing it knowingly, which doesn't happen a lot, Mm -hmm. there's so, I mean, you could question why you're clicking on that link question why you're you're checking out the news in the morning and it's it's very easy to feel like well no i chose to do this um but so often i find i i regret it and i like it when like a new obsession comes up something that i suddenly find myself wanting to learn more about it feels like my normal 
my more my normal uh, the little impulses that say, okay, you're bored, go click on this, go to the internet, go look for a song, go whatever the deal is. Um, when something else comes up that I'm getting into or um, getting back to, or whether it's you know working out, whether it's some new book that I picked up, it feels like I'm relieved from having to be bored with those and then be kind of subject to my normal checklist of things that I do when I'm bored because I have something going on, but it feels like that new book or whatever that new learning I'm, I'm taking on also feels like a distraction in a way. Mm-hmm. So I think there's times where I can, I can kind of get in a, a certain routine of doing it, and I need kind of like a fast, like like you do for for any other type of uh, for a diet or anything. I think giving yourself some sense of clarity by giving yourself at least a couple days mm-hmm. just to abstain from looking at that stuff can do wonders for just even a certain sense of I'm not saying you have control but you might feel a little bit just three days can build like a habit of not just logging on to the internet first thing in the morning and going okay give me something give me something yeah. you know get get my my blood uh, boiling I feel like you get grounded I, and recentered when you take a break from that because you're kind yeah. of getting back to who you are what you like instead of just being fed a stream of suggestions, which are yeah. all interesting. but And you are the one clicking yeah, on them. So yeah. it's, it's not like, I, I don't like to make it out to be like the, the evil empire is doing this to no. you. It's like, yeah, they are, but the, you know whatever their competitor is, is doing the same thing. And I'm the one clicking on it. So yeah, it's actually, it's, it's know, a good thing because it's a good conversation to have about having some discernment for yourself. I think that that's been something I've learned is I, I have to learn how to say no to myself. You know, I can't watch a movie and look at, you know, I would do it for a while. I stopped having it so that I had access to my phone or anything. I put that shit down, put it away because if not, I want to know, oh, who directed this? What else did they direct? And suddenly I'm on IMDb and I'm missing important plot points. But there was, there was a perfectly good time in history where you just didn't know shit. And now you can know all sorts of useless crap and get completely off the housework that your wife assigned you. And now you're going to be in trouble later. And you thought you were going to get some food and some sex, but you're not getting either, you know? <laughs> But, I mean, just getting off course of what I was planning to do with my day, there's a million traps I can go down on the various screens that are in my house. And they're willing to take my attention wherever the hell both I want and where content creators want advertisers and stuff. And that's fine. It's up to me to figure that out. Like, it's a good conversation to have. Mm Mm-hmm. It's strange. I think uh, the other day I kind of had this feeling. It was early morning, waking up, kind of getting everything situated before I started working. And, 
you know, you, you, I let the dogs out and walked outside. I'm just looking out and thinking about this episode. And it's so funny to look outside. And I don't think it really looks just the, the physical reality outside my house doesn't look that different. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I mean, if you could have, if grandpa could be transported back at, at a moment like that, and I'd be talking to him, it would be weird to try to convince him, yeah, it looks pretty much like the way you left it, but this is a massively different world. Mm -hmm. And it'll, it'll take you a little bit of time to realize that, but because of everything in the last 20 years, it's, um, there's certain things outside that haven't changed much, changed much. Whereas there's things that you just log on and you start to see it's, it's just a radically different world. Yeah. And look at what you're saying there though. There's a, there's something great with that because you can turn it off. It's really easy yes. to walk away from it. You can go outside and go for a walk, go for a run, you know, put your phone down, close your laptop, step away from your desktop and you're gone. And it's not going to, it's not going to come find you. You know, it's, it's, it's strange that you could be, you know, the Jeremiah Johnson a hundred years ago really had to go off the grid. Yeah. The Jeremiah Johnson in 2021 is no, you just have to log off. Yeah. yeah you just have to go buy a, wait, I just have to go for a walk. Yeah. You're, I was trying to leave your I was trying to think of what an old MP3 player was called, but I can't think of one of the names. It's just the iPod. Cause everything else got phased out. Yeah. What was the name of the other one? Was it a views? I had I had a few. Yeah, I had one that was the size of a disman. I know. <laughs> and it even then I thought it was like ridiculous. Like this thing has thirty gigs in it. You know, it's you know we wanted to make it the same shape so you didn't freak out. It felt familiar. <laughs> Where does the disc go? It doesn't. Why is it so big? We don't know. <laughs> it, it's a computer. Can we, can we? Well, and that's the funny thing because at one point. A computer that could fit, like it was the size of a disman that could fit in your pocket, was that that was huge. oh was, yeah revolutionary. And yet, and yet now you look at that, you're like a a computer that you know that that's the size of a disman. That's that's enormous. Why is it so big? One, it was like we got we we scaled it down, and now it's like oh shit, it's just too big. Um, people got the computing power of you know, some ridiculous computer 20 years ago that, that can fit in, you know, the size of a watch basically now. So just one of the huge changes. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, we don't even know some of the, some of the revolutions that are coming and I hope I figure them out soon because, or a little early because I'd love to invest in them, but it seems like it's mostly technological. And yeah. it makes you oh, yeah. wonder, it's like, what's the next step that's going to happen? Is it going to be turn the frogs gay? Is it going to be human animal hybrids? Like what's coming? <laughs> <laughs> what do we have to look forward to? Because we will innovate. Um, that's for sure. Yeah. I, I, I want to keep a positive mindset. I mean, I'm sure anything can be can be viewed as negative or, or, or good. Um, I mean, we can look at AI as being Terminator matrix matrix esque, mm -hmm. 
or we could say, you know, I hope they do better with the planet than we did. Um, or maybe they help us out. I don't know. Yeah, I take an unpopular stance on AI because it's so funny that there's such a fear with it. But I think, I mean, they probably just call us on our bullshit. I hope We're so. not very harmonious as much as, <laughs> you know, it's... I mean, we are to a degree, but it only seems like on the grand scale of things, like only as much as we have to be. <laughs> it's still, we're still monkeys. We still have, Monk, yeah. you know, we, we still play turf wars and tribal shit. And, and that's fine. I think that, I mean, what you're saying there, it's, it's really important to focus your attention because it's, as you get older, I think it's very easy to become the cynical old bastard. And it's just no way to go through life. I mean, there's, I think that it's very important to, to cut the shit and to be real about stuff and be honest and the truth hurts. It really does. It, it almost always does, but it's good too, but it doesn't mean that you have to expect the bad, just deal with the bad, you know, learn the lesson and move on or shut it out, you know, take the lesson and then don't go down that path again. Get it. Don't read the comments. Just move on with your life and, and put your attention <laughs> on something that you want to work on and do that's positive <laughs> and contribute. That, that might be, and I've, I've toyed with that idea. Just like, what if I, I looked like, what if I looked at the news or what if I, you know, I mean, it, if I hear something that's going on, if I go to some web page and, and see the headlines and see one headline and say, okay, good. I want to know about that. But I'm not clicking on your link, asshole. <laughs> like, I don't want to know what you think. But I know something happened, and I'm going to go look myself. And plenty of other people have mentioned that. Although there's the danger of, I'm going to go find out from the source that I like that tells me tells me what I want to hear or tells me something that I, I, I can believe in. Um, that still might be better than going to any comment section just to okay now now's my time to to shoot down all the idiots mm -hmm. and and find out how many idiots think differently than i do um i i want to say that i don't like this part of today or this aspect of what we have going on now that just the way that we communicate and the way that right now just feels like no it's about it's about being on the playground and just beating the hell out of each other everyone everyone is jerseyed up on their team and you just jump in the pit and just start flinging sand because they do it too mm -hmm. and there's a lot of factors that have are that are playing their part i mean it would be very easy to say well the media has done this to us and I don't believe they haven't, but we're the ones clicking on the links. Yeah. We're, the, we're the ones, <laughs> we're the ones coming to the party. We're, we're the ones that are down chain of that thinking that that's the whole picture. That's everything needs to be said on a topic and it takes you out of sovereignty, out of judging things for yourself, work, trying to get multiple viewpoints and, and being an active member of that conversation instead of just repeating sound bites that you got. Yeah. I'm going to hammer my sound bites against your sound bites. And we're on different teams. 
it's fine. Yeah, and it's nobody's going to have it all figured out. That's for damn sure. But you ha- you I have a choice in, in that. Sorry, <clears throat> I, you do. Um, it, it it bugged me years ago when I. I mean, this was a, a little bit in the earlier days of the internet. I'm sure it was still like around MySpace or whatever, but I would, it's, I was actually participating in social media probably a lot more. And I'd go to these forums and whatever the topic was, I, for me, it was at, at least at the time was hearing, um, I was interested in spirituality and this one forum that I went to, people would go on and it was always, like uh, atheist versus Christian mm. or atheist versus uh, monotheistic person. And what frustrated me is that it was always the same arguments from both sides. It was always whatever the argument was always felt like something that was, oh, yeah, I, I heard about that one too. Or that that's that's one of the little arguments that uh, that come up. And it, it never felt... It was never that person's wise thought. Mm-hmm. It was just something they picked up. It was, oh, that that's kind of one of the, uh, I guess now we call it, like that's one of the talking points mm-hmm. from that side. And, but both sides did it. And it, it really made me feel like I got more frustrated. I kind of like stood back and saw the whole thing and thought, this is really not my arena. I don't see this going anywhere other than two people being in a sandbox and kicking sand at each other for eons. It was like, I, I really want to go further than that. It just seems like this epic stalemate that's just not going to... The, the point of this sport, if you want to call it that, is to do what they're doing right now. And it was it was depressing. Um. Yeah, I think and I think that that doesn't have an outcome really. You can change out the the viewpoints or the whatever two things are bashing against each other. It's you're not going to get what you're actually set out to get from that, which is usually looking at yourself and the way that you're functioning in this world. And mm-hmm. ironically, I think that's how you get more answers than anything is getting quiet, doing some writing, yeah. doing some you know, go for a long walk and just clear your thoughts. I think that that has a hell of a lot more impact on your life in a positive way, in a a refreshing and clearing way, understanding way than attacking something else. It's you're just looking in the wrong direction. Even if you're some of the points you make are good. I mean, there's going to be good points made the other way too. I just don't think you're going to get what you're really looking for by doing that. You're playing the wrong game. If you're doing that, in my opinion, I think that it's, we all do it. I think that that's, there's, if anything, there's something that it's like training wheels in a way where it's a good thing to do to be competitive and learn those things, but it's just aimed at the wrong thing at that point, I, I feel. Mm-hmm. What do you think? What do you think your choices are as far as? Where's the right place to put our attention in your average day, trying to stay informed, trying to be kind of a, a responsible adult, <laughs> but having an interesting landscape 
the way that things are running right now. You know, and uh, when I say the way that things are running, like information and interconnected. So social networks and the flow of information and news and where's how do you how do you approach that with attention? Uh, well, one of the things that kind of came up uh, just recently for me, and I, I've heard it before, and yet it 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 seems an unlikely thing that anybody's really going to do for very long. I think it takes a hell of an effort because um, just putting more of an effort to stay in a place of doubt mm. as opposed to I'm like so often I've seen in the aftermath of um, even if I'm not commenting even if I'm not even if I'm just clicking on stuff and I'm just creating these little mental movies for myself where I feel like you know I, it's very easy to sign off the internet or sign you know sign off your phone whatever and go ah those fucking idiots but it's everything ends up being that's your assessment of it Mm -hmm. that is my assessment that's my with what i know today my experience and all my opinions and all my thoughts that's my assessment so everything is kind of like this self-fulfilled projection of how i see things based on my point of view and if that's the case, why the hell did you sign on the internet? Mm. Like, oh, what are you really trying to accomplish if it's, well, if everyone agrees with me, then I will know that everything's okay versus you sign on and guess what? People believe all sorts of shit. Mm-hmm. There's no possible way that you're going to get mm-hmm. harmony if you have a selective point of view, which we all do mm-hmm. um, by default. It's if you're going to uh, have a real strong opinion that your opinion is correct, then, you know, I, and maybe people have, there's people that are a little bit um, less frustrated by this, um, but you're looking for war. Uh, I think at least trying to doubt trying to stay in that place of doubt not just other people's opinions but probably more importantly like your own and going in to look at anything with with more of a sense of like reserved detachment and doubting what you know because that also might be wrong it's like to use you know the zen proverb it's like we're all going in with our cups that are just you know spilling over water Mm -hmm. and expecting that like we don't put any attention on the fact that we think we know it all and it's uh, much easier to point the finger out at somebody else who's acting just like us and say look at that fucking idiot and yet we're we're all doing it um it's it does i don't think it has to hurt but I think it kind of goes in line with that three-day kind of form a new habit type thing. Maybe if you just put the brakes on, 
and tried to have a few days, uh, you know, cut out as much as possible so it's not, uh, you don't have, it, it, you're not trying to do too much all at once, but maybe start to slowly go in and whatever you are, don't ever click on a, a, a video on YouTube or, or the comment section or a news article without knowing what you're doing. Mm -hmm. And so often I think it, 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 it so easily becomes a reaction, a, a sleepwalking reaction for anybody. E even if you were good two weeks ago, it can very quickly turn around and you're just, you're back to the monkey cage, just flinging shit. And, uh, I think if you can get better at that and only do it, and maybe you find out you can't go on comment sections. Mm -hmm. I, I think that might be true. Um, you go on <laughs> most any comment section, and it's just toxic. Yeah. It's just, I, I, what the fuck is the point of this? I think humans don't do well when they don't look each other in the eye on the whole. <laughs> Virtue is uh, it's not as common when you get into those. Yeah, Virtue you, and compassion. <laughs> I don't even have to put my real name. Great. I'm going I'm to light these noobs up. I mean, really, if you find yourself in that situation there's, and people aren't getting the message and you're sending out things that matter, you know, I mean, there's only one thing you can do is you, you just got to post more until you get them all. <laughs> you just, eventually, your pearls will be read by the world. And... Everybody has done that at, at some time, yes. or at least very been, important I mean, caveat. It's yes. just it's attending to uh, looking, taking a good, strong look at yourself and other people, and realizing that you've done that. That that's not something that I, I I hate this idea of pointing the finger and saying, "Well, those X's over there, they're idiots." Right. It's like. We, you just got to jump up one little level above that to see the whole playing field and go, yeah, but these guys are humans and these guys are humans <laughs> and they're all pretty much alike. Yeah. Um, and guess what? So are you. Um, I mean, really, one one step right out of the gate and it would definitely not solve much, but, but that would really be a game changer is if you had to use your real name on the internet. You put a picture of yourself and you have a little accountability with anywhere you go for comments and the like, because suddenly you get faced with, Ooh, I don't know if I really want to put that out there. It's like, Oh good. You're a neighbor again. You know, you're part of a community yeah. here. Don't be an asshole, Dave. <laughs> there's kids here. Well, there, there's definitely that would stop a lot. Um, but we also have, you're kind of, you know, coming up into this other territory where, it's also terrible that when people do know who you are, uh, we've got people not speaking their mind mm -hmm. because they could get fired or they could get, you know, canceled or whatever the hell. Um, we have just as much people speaking in a way that they would never speak to somebody on the streets um, because of an anonymity or um, or simply just it's it's easier to do it on the Internet, even if my name's up there. I, I can type it out better than I could say it to a person's face. Mm 
and I feel that there's there's less intimidation, even if they have, even if they know who you are. Um, but there's so many little bizarre things that we're finding out about our human nature just because of the internet. It's weird that it's like we had to come this far. Not that we didn't we didn't have avenues to find it out before with lower you know with simpler technology it's just that i guess we're it's almost like we're finding out it's a more sophisticated way to find out our primitive nature yeah that's still there yeah yeah and the combo of not having as much accountability doesn't really help yeah. I mean, you think about it, but back in the past, like you would put on, you go out into public and you put on a good face and you, you know, you, you project a good image and you're thoughtful and kind and patient unless you're on the freeway and all your baggage and bullshit was at your house or at Thanksgiving, but then the rest of the world was fine. But now all of a sudden everyone's baggage and bullshit is fully available online, even though, you know, most of social media is posting the greatest hits, but the internet in general, it kind of puts this with the good, with the bad, all all this information's out there. We know more about everything now and we get to see how shitty we can be. And it's, Mm -hmm. if you're on that, it's very easy to not be able to escape it, to find it at every corner. I think again, where, where are you putting your attention? Where, how are you utilizing that tool? Because there's a lot of great things that come from it too. Um, yeah. you know, in, in thinking about that, how am I utilizing this to actually meet the, the higher way that I'd like to live or, you know, whatever it may be, instead of falling victim to all of its vices and devices. Cause there's plenty yeah. and there's plenty that make you feel like shit. And it's obvious right now, you know, things are pretty divisive, but if you're face to face with somebody, they're really not. Most people are, you know, pretty amicable. It's I don't think that it's the correct barometer of where we actually are. But you can't say that it's not because it's such a big part of our lives, but I'm interested to see where things go. In because yeah. I really do, I I've heard the phrase and I agree that the internet is in its adolescence and I think there's something to that because there's a lot of stuff that's very immature by very adult people on it. And there's just not a lot of reflection. I don't think (laughs) it's a lot of road rage. Yeah. I'm guilty too. Like anybody, anybody that's used it has done, you know, it's like anything else, immature at times or whatever, but going forward, I'd, I'd like to focus on using it more as a tool and put a little bit of thought before I tread those waters. Cause it's really easy just to sit back and scroll see whatever yeah. sticks even if you're kind of just just observing i think that I, i've done that for years and i'm still just upsetting myself <laughs> sometimes you know it's yeah. um i i've seen people you know point the finger out at others and say well they're they're emotional or they're idiots and but and they shouldn't be posting what they're posting, but it's okay if I do it because I'm posting facts. And I'm like, but why? Yeah. But why? It's like there's so many other. Th- you're acting like 
because this is what I believe and because I know this is a fact that I can't be a decent human being unless I'm doing this. I'm like, there's so many other things that you can do. You are not obligated to, you know, post things uh, reacting to some other comment or on a YouTube video. You don't have to. I, I It seems very odd that I would have to point this out. Um, but, I mean, I say that with the same... Uh, I can't say that with about instantly feeling a doubt in myself because I didn't need to click on the Internet um, to, to see a, a stupid conversation like that, to see, mm-hmm. a, to see something that upsets me. And I, I can make the very easy... Uh, the quick realization that well they're both idiots but then i'm upset by what i see on the internet but i you know kind of see in these two commenters or whatever and yet it's why'd i click mm-hmm. um if you're if you're pointing something out it's something that you need to see and i'm sure that we're we all need to see something right now and i think that the divisiveness of just pointing the finger out that well it's 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 this group that needs to grow up and this group that needs to have facts. It's like, no, we're all in this together. Yeah. No. <laughs> it's, it's one boat. And, um, as long as you don't want to include yourself or your team, um, under some type of scrutiny, we're not going anywhere. Yeah. All right. Enough, enough of that segment. Cause it's, yeah, it is what it is. <laughs> So, outside of that, outside of the digital scape and in the in the real world, where would you like to put your attention? What kinds of things would you uh, like to expand in your life? What, what would you like to take back from some of the attention that's gone to the internet and the ether? What kinds of things? One being that I just want to focus on the my my primary life and what what I can improve with that. I mean, my my physical household, my children, um, my job, my relationships. Um, you have enough going on to just start to improve those things without having to reach outside. You know, your your physical domicile um to find anything else uh, <laughs> i just thought of sorry i can't help it the it's more of a habitat really <laughs> it's more of, robin williams and mrs downfire i don't know why i thought of that line. <laughs> so good i don't know maybe they said domicile and then more of a habitat <laughs> Sometimes I get some grandpa type words coming out of me like it's just a home chris that domicile it's no, those are all great um, things. Those are foundational. No, I mean, important yeah, things. it's like uh, I. There's these other things that you could. I don't want it to be. I guess I kind of. I get frustrated when my life becomes a a, a series of to do lists. Yeah. Um, but. And so, but I just don't think the, 
the mature thing to do is to run from that and just distract yourself. Um, yeah, just smoke a bowl and chill out. It'll it'll all work out. <laughs> I and sometimes that's the thing to do. Oh yeah. Um, sometimes I can I can do that, and then all of a sudden I find myself uh, figuring out the problem in my drip line system. Mm-hmm. Um, imagine that uh, doesn't happen enough. But if you're gonna smoke a bowl and you know play some video games and go online, and that becomes the thing you've been doing for the last four months, then you can <laughs> go look in the mirror. Yeah. Um, I like, I like reading like by myself. I like, uh, whether it's fiction or whether it's something that the things we've talked about. Um, I, I just don't want it to become a distraction mm-hmm. and maybe that's, the bigger the larger point of anything i don't want to do something whatever it is to be a distraction from something else i want to do it because i'm choosing to do it mm-hmm. i'm putting my attention on it i'm not running away from something else and and a lot of that it, it definitely at least for me feels like i need to spend an adequate amount of time not and I'm not going to dwell on the on the previous topic too much here but I just going out in that hall of mirrors that we have right now it's it's hard you just get blasted with like who am I supposed to be for others who am what group should I be a part of how should I think how should I feel all that yeah whereas being alone with with something and really and not being so quick to try to control the situation that I, I might spend my mornings quiet mm-hmm. and oh. be pensive and I mean it's it's a great start to the day and I don't feel I I mean I've spent and we've talked about this a little bit like I've spent the last 20 years of you know my adult life it's uh, the game was always how do i throw in the most the highest octane fuel into my system and get as much shit done as possible Mm -hmm. and at some point i realized that's some kind of automatic process that that the 20 year old does and that maybe that's something that's a that's a, a process a game a drive that will start to fade out mm-hmm. at a certain point in age and maybe everyone feels that and i want to be aware of that and not just simply subject to the ups and downs the the different games that people play at certain points in their life um i think the coffee lobbyists have a little bit to do with that 20 year old's decision too yeah. <laughs> bang well, energy and- <laughs> No, yeah, when I, I grabbed that rock star at 22, I'm like, well, that definitely had an impact on my life. <laughs> I was, I, I was, I was, I've been kind of reapproaching my, uh, my caffeine use and taking it away or taking it down to emergencies only, and it's it's good. I, I definitely feel. I read somewhere they were talking about how even though you might be having 
more energy, more thoughts, it doesn't mean that it's a high quality. And you might have better, more effective performance without that. And I think that there's something to that. Because I definitely, if I have too much, I get that anxious kind of thing. And it's just heightening the negative sides of things. It still gives you energy. It's great. It makes you like, it's, it's enjoyable. I l- love having a cup of coffee in the morning. But yeah. if I go into a situation where I may be a little nervous, suddenly my heart's thumping. You know, and I might trip over words and things. And it really makes me question the benefit of that. And... I'm, I'm taking a little bit of a break and I'll report back, but it's been good so far. And I think that that's one of those things. I'm like, yeah, maybe I should re reassess my relationship to that. Just because everybody's doing it doesn't mean it's necessarily good for us. Maybe we're all yeah. telling ourselves that. I, yeah, I completely agree. Really? I, I definitely feel like when it becomes the habit that it is, and you're doing it because, well, it's the morning and this is what I do and everybody's doing it. So I don't feel any shame in doing it. I'm not doing anything. It's not like I'm doing methamphetamine and everyone else isn't. Um, everybody's, you know, it's normal. Um, but when, I, when I've gone off of it at certain times, it feels like, uh, even today, I haven't had any today. And yet... It was weird to it, so it would be so easy to wake up and just do it, thinking, "Well, this is what I do, mm-hmm. and I need it." But there wasn't any in the house today, and I didn't go to immediately get it. I was trying to just pay attention. If uh, no headache came, no no dis, you know super cravings came to to get it. I was able to go to the gym. I was able to, you know, do other things around the house. And I realized I don't, this doesn't qualify as a need. Mm-hmm. And in the past when I've done that, I, I've noticed the same thing. When I go into situations where I would normally be a little bit agitated or a little bit worked up, I, without it, I feel more in control. Mm-hmm. Whereas if I've got 300 milligrams of Rockstar in me, it feels like it, it. I have more energy in one sense, but I like I am. I have these these negative qualities that, like I can't bring myself down if I want to. Right. Whereas if you don't have it, you kind of like. I feel like I can get more energetic if I choose to. Mm-hmm. Um, or I could dial it back. Like I have a choice. But if you put methamphetamine in your system, you don't have a choice anymore. Yeah, yeah. It's you're going to redline. And if that situation is stressful, you're going to react. Um, so I would just rather be in the neutral space. It's not about saying no to it, um, but just simply uh, do I need, need it today? Mm-hmm. And getting adequate sleep and then not having any, like my day just goes better. Yeah. And uh, you go to bed easier. You just feel more balanced. Yeah. Definitely feels like uh, once you up that too, I think that everything gets up. As soon as you you put a little bit more in your tank and you get used to that, well, then you're going to need. There's always going to be another reaction down the line. Yeah. If you need more caffeine, 
then you're going to need what more breaks. Yeah. You're going to need you're going to need a nap. You're going to need alcohol to bring you down at night. Uppers downers. Like, yeah. Yeah, it's you're, like you're borrowing you're, from later to get more now, but that's never a good way to go. You're going to end up deficient in some things that you want. You get higher highs, but you get lower lows. Yeah. No bueno. It's it's just the balance of uh, that one of the universal laws I've seen has been if <laughs> if uh, I always think of Kramer doing the uh, the Hennessy or whatever whatever the drink he was drinking that you couldn't smell off of him and he was drinking it and he just started like he was getting drunk <laughs> as they were having this side conversation and he's he's doing this impromptu commercial to like just empty air oh that's right he goes uh, and he was just saying you know here's to feeling good all the time and <laughs> and you know you can have two three four five shots you know be at, at the office no one will know just it'll just be between you and me um but uh his line about feeling good all the time just really struck me as you're it's never going to be for free that's what i used to think is that there's not going to be a cost for it, but there's always a cost. Mm-hmm. Even if it's just simply needing, okay, if I got a little bit more up today, I'm going to need to get a little bit more. I'm going to have to need something that's going to pull me back down. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to feel a little bit better, you're going to have to pay the price by feeling a little bit worse too. Yeah. Like that's it. There's a balance. Just one second. Right now, Chris is chastising his dog. Something, something that I was thinking about is that it's so funny that a lot of the way that we function when we're not face to face, you know, is online social networking, stuff like that. And there's a lot of showing and putting forward an image. And really we're kind of being like our own marketing agencies on a small scale. I think it's kind of strange. I, I get it, but it's fun and everything, but it doesn't really tell the whole story of anything. And I, I think that it's, it's a cool tool and being connected with each other is great and it's fantastic. But you see like with kids, some of the problems that are, you know, depression and different things that are big. And I think it's important to, to get straight with the best things that are really in life between each other. You can't show those they're participated in. And it's something that's beyond what a photo could tell, you know? And I think there's a lot of showing that is great. It's fantastic. But if it's not balanced out with knowing that you can't quantify or display a lot of the greatest things of your connection with your kids or the joy that you take in doing some gardening or something, you know, you can take a photo and that's great. That's amazing. But the good stuff isn't posting the photo and getting the likes or getting reactions from others. The good stuff is that quiet time with you participating in that thing. 
and being a part of something. It's always back to a connection that you have. And really, I mean, I think it's the drifting, it's, it's single pointed attention with that. And there's nothing else happening here and now. It's the, the honing in of your attention with something else, something outside of yourself. That's the best yeah. stuff. Or, or even within yourself, doing some writing or something. Having a quiet yeah. morning or a great conversation. I, I did that definitely one of the things I looked at with attention and I, I think I read it last night I um I went to uh, Jed's website and they have an expanded quote section and I was kind of reading a lot of them I there was a, quite a few and I forget if it was one of the quotes or if someone was kind of alluding to it but it reminded me of like for me what true meditation is it's like when when you when there is a tension on something without trying to manipulate it or control it there is a certain like you get to see it as it is as opposed to how you would like it to be Mm -hmm. whatever that thing is but it it's there's kind of a a melting into whatever that experience is where it just becomes there's no longer I know it kind of is cliche to say but and I, I, I don't see it this way but I don't want to disagree I, I don't understand it there is a kind of melting away between the the boundaries of things there's no longer an I that is participating in something or getting something or or there's not a, a me that wants to go grab an image of this and put it online. It just feels like there's this very pure experience mm-hmm. that this is all that I really wanted in the first place. I didn't want the car. I didn't want this. I didn't want that. I didn't want likes. I just wanted something that was... Uh, a connected experience. Yeah, it's I've said I've said in the past I just I remember writing this in a journal years ago that I just wanted to be alive. I don't know what that means. I'm trying to form words to explain what I want and I'm not sure I I know, I'll know it when I get there. But I don't know if I can get there. It just I've had these moments in my life where I'm like, why did why is that so important? Mm-hmm. Cuz sometimes I don't know. Yeah. Sometimes I was having the worst fucking time two seconds before, but why why does that experience mean so much to me now? Mm-hmm. And I want I always wanted to kind of get inside and kind of reverse engineer a situation to figure out why it went bad or why it was really, really good. Because I don't think that we're that great at, at knowing. Yeah. Um, I often get rather depressed like looking at images online. I mean, at, at 20, it was like, it was all the rage to to see those motivational posters with uh, <laughs> all the Lamborghinis in the, the sidecar garage. And, you know, yeah. it, you're, I mean, you're basically, you're young, dumb, and full of cum. And all of that, you got this hard-on erection 24-7, and it's easy to get you to click on something. And, but now it feels like, yeah, but then uh, there's always this like cynical bastard in my head going, 
yeah, but then what? But then what? And and he's got a point. Um, he still needs some attitude adjustment. Um, but the point is, it's like, I, if I'm just going to go get that thing, what am I going to do with it? Or what am I going to want after I get that? It's what I really want is something that's a little bit more nebulous than that. And I don't exactly know it. And I think that's what got me on to you know, some of the books we've discussed. Mm-hmm. It's I don't exactly know what's going on here. And I'm looking around at people and I, I mean, I, I'm no one to judge, but it does feel like I don't really feel like anybody knows what really is going on. So I want to explore that. And it's a hard thing to talk about, um, which kind of puts me right back in that 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 uh, kind of game of just, and maybe even just having this, this reminder in your daily attention just to, to doubt. Mm-hmm. And it might not even be doubt. It might be expressed in a, with a different word or something, whatever works for you. But something that plants a flag that you should always keep as a reminder so you're never just sucked into the whirlwind of, oh, my God, can you believe what happened? And, you know, two months later you realize, oh, shit, I, uh, I got a little carried away with myself. Um, I don't want to be as easily grabbed by what happens. And uh, and that's also, I think, my responsibility. 100%. I think it's important to realize that. And, and we're lucky that we were, we're at an age and that we, we got to see some of these powerful agents like the Internet develop to be able to step back from that. We still have the ability to step back from that. Kids... I mean, it's just like walking to them. They're so used to it being in their lives. Like, I feel super lucky to have experienced the different ages of that. But, I mean, it's going to be important for anybody at any time. You could have said the same thing about all sorts of radio and television and things, too. It's just another version of that. But taking some responsibility in looking at where you're, you're putting your, your bandwidth. You know, you only have so much. And, and deciding how that you want to shape out your day and your life. It's important, man. It's, it's really cool. I, I really enjoy talking with you guys about these things and really getting clear on some of the things that are foundational to a balanced, good life that makes you feel not beaten down and tired. But you know, when you do, yeah. when you do something that it makes you feel neutral, even sometimes energized great you know i've been doing work around the house and it's funny i was talking to mixie i was talking to mike my buddy and the projects that i'm doing i keep making them harder on myself you know it's i'm looking at putting in baseboards and door trims myself and he's like why would you do that man time is money and i'm like well actually i priced it out and you know it was over two dollars a foot and if I make them myself from scratch, if I buy all the materials and cut them with the, with the table saw, I can do them for 30 cents, you know, that buys the saw and we still save money. And he's like, what are you doing with your time? And it's like, well, yeah, but I mean, the, the biggest caveat with that is that I enjoy it. Yeah. I don't get done with that and feel like I battered myself. I enjoy that time. So 
it doesn't matter. It's all winning to me. I mean, at some point it becomes work and luckily it's not taking away from, you know, some other things in my life. It's not like I'm hiding in the garage while my kids are growing up or something, you know? (laughs) Uh, But those, those activities that they don't take away from you, they, they leave you feeling satisfied or they even, you feel like you get a boost from them. More of those in the right places in life is huge. I think. Well, definitely when, when you're willing to, you're tinkering, I think. I mean, Mm -hmm. I, I, when you make, when you say that, I'm reminded of that time that uh, Grandpa Ellering was talking to me about how he made 15 grand in the stock market the night before. And then he's, he's showing me these new pair of Payless shoes that he got for $9. (laughs) And I'm looking at him. And he's probably getting a kick out of the fact that I do not understand what he's talking about. Okay. I mean, I understand it, but I just don't. I can't relate. And he's loving it. And yet, it's it's not about the shoes. And it's not about winning the money. Mm-mm. It's uh, instead of looking back, he must have gotten so much more enjoyment out of that 15 grand than simply being 15 grand. Yeah. It's he's he's not this yuppie stockbroker who's who's just, you know, Wolf of Wall Street here who it's all about, okay, good. Well, how much coke can we buy with that? <laughs> how how many hookers can we get? Um and how do we do that again but bigger? He's he's enjoying this experience to an even greater degree and he's he's kind of diving into the experience and getting pulling more enjoyment and and learning and maybe self-knowledge out of that than than a lot of other people can do and probably no one can do it for very long Mm -hmm. it becomes too much of a game and they need to do something else um i don't always have i'm not always in the mood to do that but when it does happen, it's like it, it gives you purpose, mm-hmm. which is huge in this place. You're not bored, which is huge. Yeah. <laughs> I, I noticed that a couple months back when all of a sudden I realized, like, it's it was kind of like a, a meditative moment for me just kind of seeing it. I put my attention on it. Is that I seem to always, and, and I might even just express this as, you know, this is what humans need. We need a purpose. We wither and die without a purpose. Mm-hmm. And we got to be a little bit more proactive and responsible about that so it doesn't descend into stupid purposes. Not like I, 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 I want to stay away from living and dying based on the number of subscribers I have. <laughs> That's a purpose. But I look at that thinking, Good Lord, if somebody unsubscribes, I'm gonna jump out of a, a window. Yeah. You know, that that's not healthy. So it's the fickleest of purposes. <laughs> yeah, it's like I gotta choose my purpose wisely and make it so it's not it's a mature thing, it's manageable, it uh it's a it's a sane purpose to engage in, I guess. Yeah. And there's a lot that you can do that put the put the uh, the control for my emotions outside myself. I think it's a dangerous thing. Any game where you put the control for how you feel 
about yourself and your place in this world outside yourself. That is a, you should try to eliminate that from your life. Absolutely. Please subscribe. Please, please subscribe. Smash that, smash that like button. Yeah, that's a weird one, man. Like, I, I feel like, I don't know. It's strange where, I don't know. I'm just going to spew cynical shit, so let's leave that where it is. <laughs> <laughs> I really need to, I, I really need to write. I need to I need to make journaling a prescribed thing and never deviate from it. I think that that is such a foundational practice of all things. Breathing and journaling are they're so important for orienting you to make decisions the way that you would like when you when you're at your best. And it's not yeah. like you sit down and you do it and it's going to just be magical. Although I feel like it's going gonna, gonna to just flow Shakespeare right out of your pen. Yeah. I know. You know, I'm just, <laughs> just showing Tony Robbins new tricks. Like not, not that kind of shit, you know, <laughs> but over the course of your life, I think that you would look, anybody would look back and find a lot of value in that. And it's something that I get away from. And I feel like that's one of the, best use of attention is to put it into a into that form it just solidifies your thoughts and it's just a powerful thing i think that's that's been my my latest takeaway is i gotta cut the shit and i gotta get on that i think it was this episode that phil and i talked about this and i want to say it was attention um but i had found it this is not held up in the last uh, several weeks but for a couple days I, I don't know what stride I found but I I mean I, I've so often said that I, I needed to write and but I always made it a separate thing it was always like I'm going to take an hour for myself at this point during the day and do it because mm -hmm. this is separate from my life and mm -hmm. that feels when I was doing it what I was talking to Phil about was that I started getting in this rhythm of I would have my pen and a notebook next to me while I was uh, while I was doing something for work or you know even if I wasn't working I was just doing something around the house I, I mean not working for my job my career but um, but I had to be kind of like I, I like the writing process for being able to see a larger perspective. Mm -hmm. Instead of trying to write something wise or write something correct, it's more like you have to constantly be writing something and then stepping outside of it to look at it and look at the arguments against it and try to... There's more of a, a pursuit to understand not so much a pursuit just to project what you already feel. Well, and I think that that's something that is interesting is that we think that our thoughts are a little more concrete than they really are. And I think when you really start to write, you realize how your understanding is an abstraction of things. 
And when you write, you actually form your thoughts into much more, much more, not only concrete versions, but I think you actually lock in your understanding of things and you take it from your abstraction and you actually bring it down to a, a you know, a boiled down version, a distilled version of understanding. And it's very powerful because usually it's a little more distracted. It's not quite locked in. And you think you get it, but you're kind of like that kid. Yeah, I get it. I get it. I'm moving on. It's like that's kind of thoughts all the time. They're not that great. Yeah. You've got this kind of vague meaning in the back. Or if someone said, here's your mic, let us know how you feel. <laughs> you got to go down in flames. Yeah. Explain it to um, me. Explain. <laughs> well, and I think part of the writing process for me has been scary because I feel like that kid. And then I go to write, and I'm either scared because I know I'm full of shit to say what I'm feeling or put it into words. But I think that is necessary, even if it's going to be bullshit. Mm -hmm. Like, you got to – what exactly do you know? Write it down. It it might be silly, and it might just be that that's the the rough draft. Mm -hmm. Um, But that is part of the process. You're going to write out Shakespeare – you know, um, not not Shakespeare, but um, you're going to be like that monkey tapping the keyboard forever before you actually get to something clear. Mm-hmm. Um, and it might not be something that you can. Uh, I've had a lot of times where that clarity isn't something that I've written. It's it just feels like it's something that I've. I, I, I don't have the obstacle that I had before when I picked up the pen. Um, if anything, I, I what I was finding, what I was telling Phil, was I started writing out all the... Uh, when I was doing it while I was working, I was starting to see, it was almost like I had this double vision where I could have one eye on what I was doing, my task, but then I started getting this ability to kind of have one eye looking at what was coming up when Mm -hmm. I wasn't looking. So normally it feels like I'm just in this mode of something happens and my projection is to say whether it's correct or not or how to respond. It's like you've got these all these automatic drives that are just coming up, but I was starting to see those little, you know, it's almost like whack-a-mole. Like when I'm busy and doing something, all the little moles inside my head were jumping up to say, yeah, but what about this? It's like they, they wanted to suck my energy away right. or tell me, you know, let's, uh, you know, let, let's, uh, let's open up a browser on Pornhub, you know, let's do that. Come on, <laughs> you know, and, but now I was, I was aware of that happening as opposed to going thinking it was my idea mm-hmm. it's more like i was just uh, awareness there was more of an expanded attention on those things and it was in a way it was liberating it felt like for the first time oh this is how my brain works oh this is <laughs> it it becomes a whole new game right when you see that you're not usually attending to these things um yeah anyway but uh the writing 
doing it that way it was it became less about setting aside time to write some amazing prose and more like this um it's you know socrates talking about the uh examining his own life constantly while you're living it Mm -hmm. and that that felt like the most important writing i could do and i wasn't trying to produce anything anymore i think that's another thing that i saw that so often i think of writing and it's like i'm trying to write something that other people will like or i'm trying to write something that even i would like which i think is a distraction yeah it is you like you can't do that you if you really want to get the most out of this this uh task at, get the most out of writing you have to be willing to to suck i think it's that's a that's a big thing just uh let, let's see how much dirt you have in your head and bullshit and get it out there so you can look at it and put it behind you mm-hmm. yeah most of it i feel like you kind of come up with your own rhythm too where <clears throat> you got to kind of just start going and find your way and find your process and what you like. But once you do, I really think it's, it's pretty great. It's a pretty great way to go about life. And it's a, it's a through line through so many people that I respect and respect and admire. You know, you find out later that that's something they did. You're like, no shit. Yeah. One of the things I think it, uh, once again, I think this was the attention episode I had with Phil. We were talking about Matthew McConaughey because mm-hmm. he talks about it a lot in Green uh, Green Lights. It was funny. I um, listening to all that. I you could tell even when he wasn't talking specifically about writing it. I think the writing process for him has he has a lot of opinions about about life about how how to live and things like that and i love that and he's not the only person i mean obviously uh probably the best thing that he can do for others is have them be inspired to do it for themselves Mm -hmm. not just simply take what matthew has said um it's very matthew well go find what's very neat yeah go find out what what's you know produce that um i was listening to uh this was just the other day, like yesterday. Um, I was listening to clips from uh, Your Mom's House, which is the uh, Tom Segura, yeah. Christina podcast. And one of their clips was about just insane Hollywood people. Like, who's insane? And I forget the other people that they were uh, putting attention on, but uh, the image in the, the thumbnail was Matthew McConaughey. And they play this clip, and he goes, yeah, I, I wanted to say some stuff, um, but you know what? I realized as I began talking that I, I was much more interested in a monologue than a dialogue. <laughs> and they stop it, and Christina's going, what the fuck is wrong with this man? He's insane, right? And it was, like, so out of context. Like, yeah, Matthew's weird, and I love him for it. Like, yes, he's he's in his own head, and he's... It, it was weird. It was a weird place to go, not be really upset with Christina at all. Just knowing she probably hasn't had a lot of experience with Matt, um, but she was very quick to just hear something he said and decide, oh, he's out of his mind. That doesn't like, sound that crazy to me. 
<laughs> well, I know it's like, and it was it was his delivery. It was very Matthew, um, and it was also something that I I want to say he said that somewhere in Green Lights, like it was that became something that he found while writing, and maybe treating the writing process not as something that you're trying to produce, but it's a it's a journey. It's mm-hmm. like it, there is a weird kind of spatial representation of of thoughts that you can find in kind of a journey, you know, through them and discovering certain things, aspects about life and about yourself that I think are important. And when he was talking about monologue versus dialogue, it was like it might not translate to people that are wanting oh, first off they don't have any i don't know maybe maybe they don't write mm-hmm. or maybe they write something different or whatever but they it's it's easy to shit on mm-hmm. but then again ever anybody anything you say on the internet or anything you say period it's easy to shit on it um let me shit on my own stuff uh, i mean it <laughs> um it'd be the easiest thing in the world um that's also the fear of writing, I think. Oh, yeah. Whether you're going to show it to other people or whether you're just going to have to look at it yourself and go, "Oh God!" Like, um, there's a lot of frustration just trying to to write something because there might be the expectation that it's it's I'm only going to be okay with it when I can write something good. Mm-hmm. And you're if you want to write something. You want to discover something. I think you're gonna to have to, you're gonna to have to entertain a lot of bullshit, a lot of stupid thoughts, and it's much easier and much more human just to say, "Nah, let just give me the greatest hits. <laughs> <laughs> let, let me just get the, uh, the the quick and easy path to stardom and happiness or well-being." Um, but I've definitely found some of my some of my most uh, you, you got to go through a lot of dark sometimes to get to some really great experiences. Yeah, absolutely. It's just important to just be consistent and keep going. Yeah. The hits come when they come. <laughs>